Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Today's Power Lunch is brought to you by The Palm in Tyson's Corner, Virginia. Sure, The Palm is great for a fancy night out, but it's also the perfect midweek spot for a lunch with a client, or lunch to catch up with a friend, or maybe even to do an interesting podcast like this. Power Lunch menu selections at The Palm start at $26 for an appetizer, meal, and dessert. Book your reservation today directly at thepalm.com, open table, or by calling them at 703-917-0200. I can make most anything on the menu except whatever you got is fine. I'm going to say some bad words, and you're just going to have to deal with it. PB&J with the crusts cut off. Well, Brian, this is a very nutritious lunch. Hey, you got enough money to pay for all this? You know, money, cash, dollars, dinero. So what I believe you were trying to say is thank you. Thank you? You're welcome. What can I say How about this? You may be wondering, gentlemen, why I have called this meeting today. (laughs) This vintage resurrection of the glory days of the sports reporters. Andy, good to see you, buddy. Nice to see you. Nice jacket. Uh, Yes, I'm wearing my (laughs) red skin skier, Naki. And the the lid. Exactly. You got your drawers on? I I don't have that. You know, hogs drawers on? (laughs) (laughs) There's some red skin stuff I wish I'd kept. Remember that Hainsworth t-shirt jersey? Jersey that I had a jersey. Yes. The jersey yeah. I gave it away in one of the purges. I still have in my basement the Michael Westbrook statuette that you gave me. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I got that at the mall. <laughs> that's fantastic. Boy, for me as a gift. So I guess the big question is, can you fucking believe it? <laughs> Like, seriously. I, I thought it was a joke. I when can't I, fucking believe this is happening. When I had the article sent to me, I thought it was another one of those things where you open it up and the... Surprise! Big, you know, the big black guys uh, there naked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Warty Joubert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure, this is happening. Yeah. I mean, look, I was the one that said to you, Andy, they're going to have home blackouts at some point here, the way this is going. And you were like, nah, that'll never happen. Even I never predicted Snyder would be out, I said. He'll outlast them all. He's a cockroach. You said, and it's got to be 15 years ago, you said they're going to be home black. And part of the reason you said that was HDTV. You said it's yes. a much better experience at home watching the game, which was true. Uh, as time has gone on, I never imagined that not only were the games not selling out, that they had disintegrated to the worst franchise in the NFL, and you couldn't give tickets away to yeah. that place. I never thought it would get to that. Yeah. Well, here we are. I mean, it's yeah. everything, too. It's, it's, they have <laughs> they've exceeded in year after year the bottom that you thought yeah. that they had reached. Yep. Right. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, they find new, new, new lows. <laughs> I, uh, but what do you I, think I'm did a, it? Yeah. You know, I, it's funny. <laughs> 
Ursay carried the water a little bit on this, right? I mean, the Ursay, but I think did. <laughs> Ursay comment was kind of interesting. I think and, when he spoke, it was already a done deal. It I was too. already I the Ma- word had gone so. out. But but he followed it up by hiring Jeff Saturday as his coach. Okay. So it's like it's like out of nowhere he put on a tinfoil hat and said, I'm trying to keep the gamma rays off my head. And I went, oh, no, this is the guy I, we're all following. I think maybe that was a done deal weeks ago. I, I think he he took the the hit for Snyder so he could make a hire like this. I think right oh, was on. Oh, really? Anyways, oh, misdirection yeah, play. Old, you know what? You're gonna, Counter trade. You're, you're not going to worry. I'm not going to worry about the. I don't want to have to worry about the Rooney rule. I don't want. Mm-hmm. I, I got a guy. I got a guy. <laughs> you know? I, I, that's just the conspiracy. Can I, can I, while I got you guys here, just off topic, ask about that hire and what you think? I'll start with you, Coach it's Naki. It's absurd. So, I, I mean, as a coach, you're offended by it. Totally offended by it. I'm offended for the hundreds of guys in the NFL who have worked their asses off for 20 plus years to have it just to have a shot at that position. Right. And so 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 you hire a guy basically off the ESPN set. Yeah. And and I know he was a made guy there. I know he's you know, I, I've seen a lot of the, like the other day they were retiring jerseys when the the when Washington played there. And Saturday was up there with Peyton Manning on the dais. They were uh, Edron James, they were mm-hmm. retiring Edron James and somebody else. But Saturday was, you know, he's he's got the bomber jacket as you like. He to does, say. but but th- this is a comp for me. Matt Millen, when he was doing work for Fox and was also doing Monday Night Football on the radio, would come in and he do sounded a, like the smartest guy well, in the room. Well, here's the thing: he, he would come into the old station when we were on Rockville Pike, and he would he would uh, tape a radio show called Players Inc. And he was usually coming in real early in the morning because he was red-eyeing in from another spot. So we would stand around him, the people that were there, me, Scott Lynn, Gary Braun, and we, we hung on every word. Oh, my God, this guy is a football yeah. genius. Oracle. And then he says, I'd like to become a general manager. And I thought, yeah. Charlie Castle's got to go. They got to get him in here. This is a guy who's going to build a Super Bowl <laughs> team. He's the worst general manager that ever lived. Yeah. You yeah. know? So this this could be as big a disaster, could especially be. since he's coming in the middle of the season. I mean, the, the season's all all but lost for those guys anyways, right? For Indy. I mean, it's Oh, they're yeah, totally lost. Is, yeah, this like is they're a, probably playing for the bottom. They're probably yeah. playing for the number 1 pick and the new quarterback. By the way, I heard Peyton and Peyton. Peyton Manning and Sean Peyton package deal. Number one pick, quarterback. Uh-huh. Mm. And what happens with uh-huh. – what does Peyton do in this? How does He'd he... be the GM team president. He'd be involved Ooh, somehow. Peyton and so, Peyton. I, Peyton I, and Peyton. Wasn't Peyton involved with uh, – before it was sold to the Walton family, wasn't he involved with a group, group that was trying to buy the Broncos? I don't know if he was or not. Yeah, uh, he might have been. Mentioned. I, I think a lot of people want in, obviously. Yeah, Because sure. <laughs> if I could take a loan out for $7 billion, which I guess the commanders are going to go for. That's what they say. And with no collateral, I would let them dismember me piece by piece, <laughs> starting with my dick. <laughs> I would still take that risk, Naki, to... Get seven I mean, you're billion. Not, you're not using it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it would hurt, though. Is yeah. the point? Ow! Ow! That's John Bobbitt. Yeah. Uh, no, but like that's how sure of a bet an NFL team is, right? Oh, no yeah. team has ever sold for less. 
Yeah. Right. They're not it's, making any more of them. Yeah. It's an ATM. It's, it's a it, fucking abs- gold mine. It, it is, is absolutely. Well, the, the, the escalation of value just in the last few years. I mean, the guy who bought Carolina at 2.2, now you're talking about almost 2.2 to 4.9 to now what is rumored to be 7. Now, Marty Conway, who you know, Georgetown mm-hmm. law professor, or not sports business marketing professor, said he believes that Snyder feeling the pressure told them I'll leave, but the number starts with a seven. Okay. And that he named his price, and the league said, okay, we'll get back to you. They'd made two phone calls. They go, yeah, we got somebody for that. (laughs) Right? We got a guy. We got a guy. We got a guy, or we got two guys. Bezos has $139 billion. He lost $86 billion this year. Amazon slumping. Poor pastor. I I know, poor guy. They they, they got to a check. So what do you think ultimately did Snyder in? Was it this cheerleader thing? Like when they do – the black box investigation for the plane crash that was mm-hmm. his ownership. What do they ultimately say this did it? Oh, I think that's a, that's a great question. And do you was there any negotiation about mitigating this congressional, you know, inquiry into? I mean, you there, can't. How do you many, mitigate? I don't. I don't. When know. Congress don't wants know. to get their claws into you, no. they will. I, I think. I think Jason Wright got back to him said. Uh, Chief, trying to get a stadium. Nobody will talk to us. Yeah. They hate your guts. Also, uh, I think Jerry Jones took him aside and he said, Dan, it's over. Danny. Time. That's it. And, uh, you know, like when, when Nixon resigned, it was Barry Goldwater who said, you're done. Yeah, you got to go. Yeah. 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 Somebody so, asked to tell you, like, listen to the thunder. Yeah. And, and that was the thunder that said it. I think he could have saved it with a stadium. Maybe. I think he could have saved it if he didn't draw the ire of Congress. I think the cheerleaders did incredible destabilizing damage because it's a hot-button issue. It's the kind of thing that Congress, who really had no business getting into this, loved to do because they're caping up for women and workplace treatment and Mm -hmm. equality. So they were, like, rattling the cage. Well, the stadium was just never going to happen considering the enemies the guy made during the course of— I think the stadium wouldn't happen once Congress and the sexual harassment came into play because now he became toxic. You couldn't do business right. with him. Yeah. You would like Virginia was on the edge. Our state, our Commonwealth, Mister Naki. Yeah, but. they were ready to get in business with uh, this guy. God, that would have been a terrible location. Uh, uh, oh Dumfries. my God! Yeah, Dumfries. Dumfries. Oh, put the God. dumb in Dumfries. Yeah, look, you know, it, 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 that was that was a big issue there. The stadium and and the fact that. He can't talk. You know, it, Jerry Jones could BS his way through a lot of this stuff. Jerry Jones loves the camera, loves the yeah. mic. He does two radio shows. Right. So there's he no, speaks he, after games. He's totally comfortable. He can't do any damage control. Well, he can't do it. Do you know where that came from with Jerry Jones? What's that? Do you know his upbringing? Oh, yeah. He worked at his father-owned a supermarket, and he would stand out front and bring in customers. Yeah. yeah really? He was to do this. Yes. How great so, is that so backstory? Jerry, Jerry is all hat and no cattle. Dan is neither. Right, Nothing. Dan is Dan as a, as yeah. doesn't can't talk the game. Jerry yeah. Jerry's a lot of cattle, I think. Yeah, he's hat, he's cattle, but like a prospector, he swings and misses. Oh, he's yeah. got three trophies in that case. Yes, he does. Is it three or is it three? But hey, but hey, no. they, were, they were built like. But yeah, Jimmy got two, and then uh, okay, Switcher right. got the other one. Right, and I think he'll get another one before he dies. They're relevant. I mean, mm-hmm. they're in the they're in the conversation. Well, look what he's built down there. Yeah, the star and the facility. I mean, well, Dan can't build shit. He had to buy a bounce house to put the football <laughs> team in because yeah. he didn't have his full facility. Yeah. They have one of the worst facilities in the league, if not the worst. Oh, play. That's another thing with with free agents. They come here. That's part of the deal too. It's not just money. They look around. They go, "That's your weight room. We had a better one in college." 
Yeah. Or high school. Yeah. Which the case may be. Mm-hmm. So um, where do you think it all started going on the wrong path? Like, what was the first oh. veer off into the ditch? For Snyder? For Snyder. Going back to 1999? Yes. From the moment he started. Um, geez. Firing Marty after one season? Yeah, probably firing Marty. That, that, that led him down the, the road. He, he resuscitated himself with Gibbs. What getting, about, what about Gibbs was big. Hold on. Go back to firing Norv. Well, yeah, with with a seven and six record and wanting to hire Pepper Rogers, that was that, that, I think that was it right there. Yeah. That that's where it started. That's where his real base instinct started. And back then, he would still go on and do interviews. Oh, he did an interview with Armin Katayan his oh, first yes, year. I remember that. And and, and Armin at the draft. Well, it was, I, it was whatever it was, but Armin Katayan said, "You know, a lot of people think you're a prick." And and Snyder was like taken aback by that. Really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's an, that's another thing. They did a, a fan survey ten years ago, and you know, rate them on a scale of one to a hundred. It all came back five or six. They were stunned by this. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, on a scale of one to a hundred, fans yeah. rated him a five. That's what I heard. Oh lord, that's and, a low Q score right there. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and then the final straw, Tanya. I don't know whether they knew they were going to sell then or not, but Tanya coming on the big screen to talk Get about booed. breast cancer awareness and getting booed. And it, it's yeah. unbelievable. It's yeah. like we were in Philadelphia all over yeah. again, right? I mean, uh, if that's going. what it took to seal the deal, I'm very Machiavellian. The ends justify the means. Friendly fire. It had to happen. Yeah, sure. But uh, but back to those early days of Snyder. So, yeah, I remember he would go on HBO Real Sports and he'd brag about, we want to win now. What's wrong with that? Sure, mm-hmm. we're aggressive. And he was all pretty confident and cocky about it. But then he had some missteps. I remember uh, Sal Pal at the draft interviewed Snyder and said, well, you've already got three quarterbacks on your roster. What are you doing getting another one? He goes, no, it's two. And then Sal Powell fact-checked him right there. <laughs> he goes, boom, boom, boom. He listed all three quarterbacks. And Dan's like, oh, yeah, and then that guy too. <laughs> and I think that really stung him from a, oh, fuck, I'm out of my skis. Well, I mean, he fancied himself, particularly in those early years, he, the kind of the de facto GM. You know, well, like, yeah. you know he, was, he had the, he had the, the trading cards. You know, he went bubblegum card collecting with Bruce yeah. Smith. Dion oh, Lord. and Jeff George. Jeff, well, as, the as Fortune you, 500 Redskins. Your, they cost a fortune, they finished Well, your story, because you knew uh, George's agent, uh, Lee Steinberg. Tell that story. Which one was that? That's the one where Snyder approached oh, him at yeah. the owners' meetings and said, What? He was like, what's it going to take to get this done? Yeah, that's for how Jeff you George. negotiate. And this, yeah. this, is a guy, this is a guy who took... The this. owner, not the GM, yeah. Yeah, but but Jeff George had taken Minnesota to the second round of the playoffs. Sure, yeah. And Denny Green said, he's got to go. Out. He's right. got to get out of here. Yes. So he's on the street, and you know, and, and nobody's knocking on his door because they know he's a cancer. And Snyder and, can't wait to go pay him money for a splash, yeah. So Lee Steinberg um, did a radio show with me. I was actually filling in for Jim Rome. And Rome was off for the holidays. I was doing the show, and they had Lee Steinberg scheduled to come on because he wanted to, you know, promote things. Now, this is with the depths of Lee's alcoholism, which was really bad. Mm-hmm. So he rolls into our station over there in Brookville, yeah, Brookville Spring. Road in Silver yeah. Spring, mm-hmm. looking like a fucking homeless guy. Yeah. And it was like, there's a weird dude at the front door. Shirts, was he hammered? Stained shirt. Was, yeah, he looked oh, bad. Yeah. It was it was one o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Because he had been up all night drinking after his client Cordell Stewart for the Steelers had beaten I forget who it was in the playoffs. So he was he was all tuned up and he was just you know, he was very loquacious and he Shady told me the Kathy, story. Yeah. Told me the story about Snyder just like here, 
How many, how many millions? Yeah. I want to get him. Well, that's he the, was in that was acquisition the, was mode. Was that when the station was owned by Red Zebra, or that was no, prior to? That was no, prior to. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They were, they were, that's, and then after Spurrier tried to win with his ex-Gators, he actually went 7-9 and nine with Danny Werfel, which is pretty amazing. Uh, then they rounded up all the ex-Jets, and that's they were right. bringing in that's guys right. who were expecting to get $10 million deals or asked for $10 million. They said, take 13 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's, that's 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 Adam Archuleta. Adam Archuleta right. was was had played for Lovey Smith in St. Louis. Lovey becomes head coach of the Bears. He wants him. His agent says, "Yeah, you're going to sign with the Bears, but make a pit stop in Washington just to get the price up." So it's going to be a six million dollar deal with the Bears. The Redskins gave him ten, Why and not? he sucked. He never. Yeah, and he was he couldn't get on the field as a regular safety. He was on the punt team, punt. and when we grilled Gibbs about it, yeah. he said sort of testily. He's our personal protector yeah, on he, the punt team. And he say arches and packages. Yeah. What packages? <laughs> he was the slowest safety I've ever yeah. seen. I know, but he had this workout video that like went viral. Remember yeah. that? It was like, yeah. oh, look at this guy. He's a great athlete. But, yeah, so th- there's so many things early on that you're like, okay, this guy is whatever. But as I recall, Andy, and maybe I'm wrong, Naki backed me up on this. This guy defended Snyder a lot. For a long time, I did. On the air. I did. You admit that. You were like, <laughs> at least he wants to win. Well, here's the thing. That- the, it, the irony of that is, is that you're the guy who's usually loud and long wrong. <laughs> he, was, he was loud and long wrong. Yes, he was. He was but- like, at least he wants to win. He'll spend on the team. And that was seen as a virtue. And I kept saying to Andy, but he doesn't know how to spend or where to spend. It's fucking everything up. People, people forget this, but when he bought the team, there was real hope because he, you figure a guy 34 years old who is in position to buy an NFL team. A hustler. This guy must a grinder. be a, a whippet. This guy must be brilliantly smart. Dynamo. Yeah, he's, he's going to set, the, set the, uh, the league on its ear. And, and oh, old Jack Kent Cook, you know, his time has come and gone. His Super Bowls are over, and his son, his son, you know. John Kent Cook. John was trying to hang on to the team, but he was consulting on what to do about the team with George Solomon, the editor of the Washington Post. Editor. Yeah. Yeah, and he so, was not built for it. Yeah. And the old man, Jack Kent Cook, made it really hard to get the team. He didn't just give it to well, him that's the in thing. the will. Yeah, it should, it should have happened that way. So when Snyder came in, the assumption was, sure. okay, and then – and then when he went out and spent in 2000, you thought, mm, okay, let's see if this works. And it did not. It did not. But he kept spending and kept trying one bad idea after another. He hired Marty. Well, actually, was yeah. it Marty next? Yeah. So he hired a guy who was most critical of him. Remember, Marty said, I could never work for a guy like Snyder. And I think Snyder took that as a challenge. Mm-hmm. He was like, I'll show him. So he went, he put a bunch of money in front of him. Marty came. But beyond that. But- Beyond that, he inherited gave, Jeff George, who lasted one game. Yeah, two games. But but he, oh yeah, he gave total control. That's it. That's and the brief, problem. And he said, that, and he said, your boy Drasner there, yeah. he can't even show up at the park. You go Fred, sit in the corner, and I'm running everything. Fred Drasner was the attorney for Snyder. No, his partner. At partner, that, Fred, at, partner, at, Fred Drasner. Okay. Marty was not about to put up with any of that stuff, and yeah. so so. And the, Vinny was gone. So Vinny Serrato, oh, then the GM, yeah. aka Bag Boy, was gone. Marty comes in, takes over as both the head coach and GM, which is a bad idea. Right. And he wasn't good at it, but he still had total control. And it lasted all of a year, and Andy found out when he got to talk to Drasner at the Redskins store in Tyson's Corner, just a stone's throw across the road here. 
Drasner said when asked, well, why'd you fire Marty? And the answer was? We weren't having any fun. We weren't. <laughs> we weren't having any fun, said Drasner, yeah. even though Marty had righted the ship with an impossible hand I think he w- they, of they sixes and eights, and he, they won eight in a row. Yeah, that's what no. I was going to say. Five, five in a row five to go eight in a row. Eight eight. Eight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. They started 0-5, right. and they finished winning eight of their last, uh, whatever the number yeah, is. With Tony Banks and one audible. That's yeah. it. Yeah, one. <laughs> yeah, that was like Barney that was, with no, one bullet. That was a fucking miracle. I, I, I'm doing the post-game show with Doc, and uh, I think CJ was, was working the locker room. He says, I got Tony Banks on the phone. Great, put him on. So we're talking about the play or something, and he said, yeah, I called the audible. The, uh, the, the audible. The audible. <laughs> Wait, did you, <laughs> did you just misspeak, Tony? No, no. no. Was like, no it was the one. one. It was killer. Uh, I think we said. It worked every now and then. Did, did you just say you have an, one audible? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Oh, that's fantastic. And then, it was, it was, and, then, and then remember this. At the end of the season, there was a week of negotiation where Snyder was trying to keep Marty on as a coach and but get take back away and his get control, and right. Marty pulled out the contract. He said, Pet. here it is. Here it is. Too bad. Remember that day that Marty said goodbye on the steps of Redskin Park mm-hmm. with a slate-gray winter sky above him and the chin held high, and frankly, mm-hmm. we couldn't work it out, and I'm moving on. He called him Daniel, too, which was very condescending. Yeah, very, very scolding him. (laughs) He he didn't call him Dan. Like, even Gibbs called him Dan, like, in a a comforting way. He called him Daniel. Daniel. (laughs) As if he was a child, his son, his son who had disappointed him. (laughs) So that begat Spurrier because Snyder went down to the Orange Bowl to see Spurrier in Florida. Well, here's here's what because the Terps were playing him. No, no. Beyond that, beyond that, when when Marty was struggling, Danny and Pepper Rogers would go and scout games, college games. Coincidentally, games involving Florida, and and there was a you know relationship between Pepper and Spurrier because I think Pepper was an assistant coach on Spurrier's teams when he played at Florida. Pepper Rogers, an old school football coach who coached in the USFL and was a friend of Snyder's. Well, uh, he conveyed with the FedEx deal. He worked for FedEx. He worked for FedEx in Memphis, right? Yeah, with the sponsor. He coached the Memphis uh, team in the XFL, right? And that's why he was there. USFL, yeah. yeah. Reggie White was on that team. So, uh, yeah, so he was his connection, and they knew they wanted to hire Spurrier. And as soon as Marty, as soon as, uh, Marty was out, they, they made the deal, and he came in. Yeah, yep. so that was, that was that. Spurrier came in. There was great hope. I was the one guy going, this is going to suck. He's going to be <laughs> over his head. And I was treated like the pariah that I was on the radio, Naki, the guy poo-pooing everyone's hope and dreams. But I was fucking right. But it was a good lesson. But they, in- but they, they rolled in Osaka. They did. Yeah. They did, remember? which is the most amazing thing. And Snyder, th- I mean, uh, Spurrier thought it meant something. Yeah. He really thought it game. meant something. Well, he had, he had no idea about anything. They, they hired Marvin Lewis as his defensive coordinator because he said, ah, I just want him to call my ball plays. You, you find me some defensive guy. So, he didn't give two shits <laughs> yeah, about that so, side of the ball. So, so Marvin had been with the, with the uh, Ravens, and they won the Super Bowl. You know, his, their defense may be one of the best of all time. So Snyder p- 
pays whatever it costs. He became the highest paid defensive coordinator. And Spurrier calls up Marvin. And he goes, I'll see you out there. They got two fields. Which one would you like to practice on? And he said, he said, he said Coach, we don't have 100 guys here on scholarship. We only have enough to practice on one field at the same time. He, he brought in a bunch of Gators, including his two prized possession quarterbacks, Shane Matthews and Danny Werfel. What was the wide receiver's name? Uh, Jack Doris Green. Chris Doring. Chris Doring. Yeah. 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 I don't think he ever made the roster, but he was in no, he camp. Did. He, no, did? He, he did. He did. He caught some passes, too. Yeah. Did he really? Oh, yeah, yeah, I believe okay. so, yeah. But then one year and done, then he yeah. went to trading stocks and yeah. he was done with the NFL. But uh, Spurrier came in, tried all this college shit that didn't work for jack squat and his quarterbacks were getting killed. crushed crushed because zero had, protection yeah, like, five wide exactly. that works against vanderbilt exactly. but not against the dallas cowboys <laughs> imagine that imagine that exactly yeah, yeah. so he stuck it out for one more year but the second year snyder did take away Danny. some of his toys oh no in, he in, cut in werfel camp. yeah in training camp without him knowing it without Spurrier knowing about it. Mm -hmm. And it was like, whoa. And he was taken aback. Yeah. That's when you knew shit was going down the wrong way. Yeah. They finished six and ten. Spurrier had that five and eleven. Not, not too good. Not too yes, good. Right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The famous Spurrier quote, five and eleven. Yep. Better than good. some. Yep. Not as good. Not too good, though. <laughs> one one minute exit news conference the day after the season. Ended. Unbelievable. And resigned, apparently, over phone on a golf course. Mm -hmm. His agent had to go, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Don't resign. You're owed money. Yeah. And then he had to sort of walk that back and try to claw money back. So that then begat a very dark period in which we're like, fuck, what are we doing now? The name Ray Rhodes came up as maybe we can get Ray Rhodes. Like, oh, God, he had just failed as head coach of the Packers. It's going to be miserable. And like a shining light out of nowhere, Joe Jackson Gibbs, St. Joe himself, came out Stunning. of the cornfield yeah. <laughs> to come back. And there was so much hope, wasn't The day there? that he drove up Redskin Drive to come to the park, it was a cold day. It was in January. Fans were lining. The whole road was lined with fans just to get a look at the limo. He'd been out like 14 years, right? To tw 12, something like that, yeah. yeah. And it took all of about a couple weeks for me to go, oh, God. <laughs> because the first thing he did was he kept Vinny around. Yep. We thought for sure he was going to tell Vinny, run along. But he realized, Gibbs being very Machiavellian, that he had to let Snyder keep his sidekick, his little buddy, Vinny, around to do what Gibbs wanted to do. And Gibbs just wanted to win quick. Yeah. He was like, fuck it, let's go buy some guys. And his argument for buying guys and overpaying them, like Brandon Lloyd at wide receiver, was, well, we already know we can play in the league, right? That was his uh, argument about – And you said something about retail, and he totally dismissed you. Uh, yeah, he said the salary cap is the most overrated thing in sports. I've come around to his line of It sort of is, it but, is. but kind you, of you got to really know what you're doing, too. You can't just, you know – Yeah, well, he bought a bunch of turds. Yeah, you got And there's no guarantee just because you pay a guy that he can, quote – Already play in the league. Yeah, but I thought the most frustrating thing about 2.0 was simply the fact that he, you know, he was so detail oriented in his first run, mm -hmm. right? And like he, there were games where he didn't know the rules. There were there were rules yeah. that you know, and because he's running a NASCAR operation uh, well, that's simultaneously. Exactly. Well, that's, what right. was, that's what this but, was about. But, but my, my whole point is, he in the first go round, he was sleeping in the office mm -hmm. seven days a week, and and that was one of the things. I don't think you have to do that, but. It served him well. It was all football all the time. Yeah, because all he had wasn't. was his coaching career. Yeah. And if yeah. it went south, he's yeah. out. Second time around, it just, you know, 
Mm-hmm. He, he d- just didn't have that the same focus. Yeah. Um, let's pause there. We're about to eat here at the Palm. We're going to have lunch. Delicious. Very yummy. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Pl- applause for free steaks uh, on, a, on a lunch day Wednesday. When we come back, the real descent into madness, beginning with Zorn. I think this is probably a good bifurcation point, right? <laughs> like up until this point, it was crazy, but it all was plausible. And they had 91,000 seats at FedEx Field, yes, and most of them were filled. They did. It was the Zorn era that brought on the acceleration of the decline mm. and the craziness. And it started 6-1. and one. It sure did. It started yeah. six, six and one, six and, and one, or six and two, six and two. Uh, something like that. Either yeah, way, good start. It was going yeah. to cover a Sports Illustrated, I believe, too, at some point. Yeah. Last time we were on the cover, was that it? I think so. I don't know. Now nowadays they come out once a month. Yeah, <laughs> so, I still so subscribe. Not, I bet you do. Of course, of course he does. <laughs> Since 1970, <laughs> I'm not going to break that string. <laughs> Me and Cal. But they still send you a helmet phone for your yearly subscription. Uh, no, they don't kick in anything extra. But it's really cheap. It's only like a dollar issue. Uh, <laughs> All right, sounds good. Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like my bookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I had a uh, tuna, blackened tuna, which was uh, medium rare. No, I had a What'd steak. you have, steak? It was delicious. Thank delicious. you. Delicious. You're welcome. Thanks to the palm. Oh, Thanks man. to Eric Peterson. <laughs> nice job. Yeah, so there you go. What'd you have, Naki? I had a steak, steak sandwich. sandwich that was top notch. <laughs> that is the furthest thing from a steakum ever. Yeah. <laughs> like, technically, a steakum. It's the anti steakum. Right. It's yeah. the same concept. <laughs> yeah. It's just you had actual steak, filet uh, mignon in your sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so where do we leave off? Uh, Zorn. Zorn. Okay. I talked about Zorn because of this Ursay hiring of Saturday being a crazy out-of-the-box hire. Mm-hmm. 
I said, well, let me tell you the story of old James Zorn and how he became the head coach of the Washington Redskins. He was hired as the offensive coordinator for a coach to be named later. Well, it was a coach. It was the old Giants coach. Uh, Fossil. Fossil, no. yeah. Fossil. No, 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 no. Uh, no, it was Fossil. Fossil was going to get the job. Oh, right. Was Fossil, yeah. And Fossil said, when I get the job, I want to hire Jim Zorn as offensive coordinator. They said, we'll go get him. Yeah, now Zorn had been in Seattle forever. Mm-hmm. And Jim Mora Jr. was the coach in waiting. Remember that? There was a year of that. Right. And he told Zorn, go find yourself another job because I'm not keeping you around even as quarterback's coach. Right. So he winds up here as the offensive coordinator for a head coach that hasn't been hired yet. Now, when the word got out that Fossil, who was deemed a lukewarm retread, was going to be the coach, there was great public outcry, and they got scared off of it, Mm -hmm. right, as I recall? Yeah. So they didn't hire Fossil. Now they're on a goose chase to go get somebody good, and and they they wanted Spagnuolo, Spagnuolo from the Giants, right, had just gone to the Super Bowl. They were were waiting for him to finish the season. That's right. And he was in the Super Bowl, so they had to wait and wait and wait. And they wait and wait and wait, 31-odd days, 33 days, whatever it was. They get an audience with Spagnuolo briefly, and he's like, mm, nah. Well, they had had what I had heard is that Vinny had it's stolen. It's a great story here. The- Vinny had stolen the Notre Dame playbook on how to hire a coach. It's like a loose-leaf binder. So they sit <laughs> They probably still had Andy logo on there <laughs> yeah, too, right? right. You know, the- yeah, and so so they're doing this at Snyder's house. Remember that the the interviews were done there, right? And so they bring Spagnola in, and he's sitting across from Danny and Vinny, and he's watching <laughs> them the, flip through the loose leaf <laughs> binder. <laughs> so what's wrong with you guys? And he goes, you know, I'm making a pretty good living in New York. I think I'll stay another year. They just won the Super Bowl and wait for the next round. And he did get hired by the Rams, yeah. I want to say, right. and he didn't work out for them. Right. So be it. So. Now they're fucked because they waited, waited, waited. They got nobody. 33 days of a power vacuum, and they're like, well, maybe we should hire Zorn as the head coach. And Joe Jackson Gibbs on the phone over the sound of uh, tire ratchets. (laughs) He didn't give a shit. He was gone. He said, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Well, first they had to interview Zorn. Remember this. They said to Zorn, you need to interview for the head job. Go home, get a suit. No, I think he, he, he thought on his own he should get a suit. So I thought they told him to get a suit. Maybe they did, but he got a suit and yeah. he went to Snyder's house, house. And he was like dumbfounded. Like a, a, a few months ago, I was a quarterback coach on my way out the door in Seattle. And now <laughs> I'm a, but he had already hired. been hired by the team as their OC. Right. So he's doing an interview for the head coaching job while he was already – it's so dumb and pointless. Uh, and when then he gets the job and he, he he fucks up the colors, right? Didn't he say it's great to be opening honor, press be a, conference to be a, of the black and gold, maybe no, or no, black and no, 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 no. He said the maroon, maroon and black, and, yeah. maroon and black. I, I was I was maroon <laughs> and black, Sunday not the team colors, burgundy and gold. Sunday afternoon, I was anchoring the uh, the coverage, the live coverage, and that was the first thing I said after they wrapped up the press conference. Well, we're not off to a great start here with maroon and black. And Snyder made it worse by saying off mic and yellow, yeah, which is also not one of the team colors. Right? There's no yellow. There's no maroon. There's no black. It's burgundy and gold. Oh, for three. There's there's one more story on that that Lavero tells. Lavero covered this uh, live at the park, right? And he was in the parking lot. And he saw a woman on the phone who he later found out was Zorn's wife saying, no, 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 no. It's for head coach. <laughs> <laughs> so Zorn starts out great. Six and two. He's running the ball. They're not turning it over. Total mirage. But it looked like things might work out. 
the players quickly get sick of his shit because he is Johnny old school, rah, rah, this, stay medium. Stay medium. Stupid rules. Portis hated him, conspired to help get him fired, and it wasn't more than, what, another season and a half? He was two years and done, right? Yeah, two years and done. But but in, into the second year, like five or six games in, they played one of the worst games ever against Kansas City. I think you were there, and it was just dismal. No, I was not there. But Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was there. The Ryan suck-up game yeah. where he had seven field goals right. for the Chiefs. Yeah. yeah, and then the next day, or that maybe even that day, Vinny said, we want the play calling back. That's right. And Zorn famously said, I complied. Because he wanted the money. I he was going to get quit. all of his yeah. money. They trying were trying to get him to get quit. Him to quit. Mm-hmm. And they brought in Sherm Lewis. Yeah. It's exactly who they brought in. Sherman yeah. Lewis. He'd already been there a few, day, a few weeks, too. Yeah. And, and Zorn. But they had brought him out of retirement yeah. where he was literally spending his days <laughs> calling bingo at the That's local really, That's right. senior center. Senior center. Yeah, at the and, bingo and college. It's another ver- version of Pepper, right? Right. Pepper so, right. So if you think that what's happening with India is some crazy shit, <laughs> you don't know nothing. <laughs> but but the, he was uh, he was uh, around the park and somebody asked Zorn about him and Zorn said, "Oh, bless his heart. He doesn't even know the players' names." And 2 weeks later, he had his job as play caller. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> That was also the year that the fans really turned hard. And I believe after the Kansas City game, or maybe it was that game, there were several fans that brought in signs that got confiscated. Mm-hmm. And that was when it, was, it became war. And it was shortly after that that Snyder ends up suing the city paper and Dave McKenna mm-hmm. over his story about the, Dan, the, the haters' guide to Dan Snyder. Yeah. And it was A through Z, 26 different things for each letter about the lowdown, no good, despicable, tone deaf, what are you fucking thinking, <laughs> acts of Daniel M. Snyder, which Snyder couched the lawsuit, and for those that don't know, the city paper had a circulation of a dozen. It's or, a free paper that you free, get out of an right. open... Right. You know, you don't even have to put a quarter in. They to, got a staff of seven. They're hoping to make payroll and get a few free subs in the process, yeah, right? Yeah. And Snyder decides to sue them. Yeah. Big-time lawsuit for defamation, hinting at anti-Semitism because of the horns and the goatee that they drew. Which sketched. was meant to be a devil, not, uh, not, yeah. the, not the Jewish horns that people would use for anti-Semitism. Oh, really? Yeah. There's a, a difference between devil horns and Jew horns? Which is... If, if, <laughs> We don't really call them that. But, what do you call them? But but yeah, they used to say. I you thought know, you. I thought it was anti-Semitic because people would sketch Jews as the devil. Yeah. Well, no, I don't know what that was okay. exactly. But they would say, you know, they have horns, and we used to. We, Orthodox Jews wear yarmulkes, what they're called, skull caps. Right. Mm-hmm. And anti-Semites would say that's to hide the horns. Oh. And, but the, the caricature of Snyder was right. done to be the devil. Yeah. Right. Okay. And and anybody, including myself, who's Jewish, looked at it. None of us said, "Gee, that's anti-Semitic." That's oh, he's the devil. Right. Uh, the chauffeur is a horn, right? Mm-hmm. And you blow the chauffeur on, on Rosh Hashanah. On Rosh Hashanah. Get the, the and there are Jews. jokes. There are jokes. Then, well, I'm, 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 I'm a, <laughs> I have a minor doctorate in Yiddish and Jewish uh, history through Andy. Sixteen years with yeah. him and Scott Lynn and Solly and the whole gang. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's jokes to be made about blowing the chauffeur. Yes, not are. the chauffeur, <laughs> but the chauffeur, yeah, which is the horn. You don't want to get caught. No, you don't, don't ever get caught blowing the chauffeur. Uh, no. So this was a real scorched earth lawsuit, and I don't know how bad it hurt the city paper financially, 
or Dave McKenna. What's Dave McKenna doing these He's days? He's still writing. Okay. So the piece is still out there on the internet if you want to look it up, yeah. right? The, the uh, I, Haters, I, I, Haters Guide to Dan Snyder. And it really opened people's eyes about, this is not an isolated thing with this guy. Right. He's a shithead. And also, when he dropped the suit, this is typical of Snyder, he blamed it on his PR guy. Oh, really? Yeah, remember, I forget his name. He quit some years ago to go work for this How many PR guys do you think they've had through there? This, guy, this guy lasted a long time. He had come from, from the, the Texans. Texans. Yeah, and yeah. was well regarded. But. Anyway, so that, I think, was really when things turned dark and turned nasty and st- turned bad. And that was when the plane started to go down. Yeah. And that's when they had to start taking seats out of the stadium left and right because not only could they not sell them, they looked bad. Yeah. But there, there was a still a, a little bit of momentum because he resuscitated himself a little bit by hiring Mike Shanahan. Yes. And, and, and RG3. That was the last sort of gasp of, okay, maybe they've got something. Yeah. But he fucked that up because he befriended RG3. Undermined the coach. Which then blew up RG3's already sizable ego to mm-hmm. the size of the Goodyear blimp. Mm-hmm. And then he went about undermining the coach. And Shanahan realized quickly on, I have total control in theory on paper. I got no control anything. Yeah, I'm on a fucking wild Bronco right now, holding on for dear life, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, you can take that. Thank you very much. It was delicious. Appreciate good. that. So the Shanahan era ends in an absolute comical <laughs> cascade of leaks and lies <laughs> And Shanahan getting red-faced at pressers saying, well, to be perfectly honest with you. <laughs> I which don't was usually then do that. Followed, <laughs> well, I don't usually do that. Which was usually followed by another lie. Yeah. Uh, he ends up being bounced out of there. Now, at the time, who knew that they had this cradle of bright young uh, minds? Unbelievable. That, that's, that's what hurts the most out of that. Does it? I think so. That, that they one. had at one time McVeigh, Kyle Jr., yeah. or Kyle Shanahan, and uh, Matt LaFleur. And Mike McDaniel was here, too. The, the, the Dolphins coach. <laughs> they were all here. And, and I don't know if you heard the uh, post-game news conference from Cousins uh, after, the, uh, after I, the Vikings game. Yeah, what he said. Uh, he said, they asked him about, you know, coming back to Washington. So, yeah, it was so great, you know, seeing the parking lot. And then he also said, I missed all the relationships. And he named all the coaches. Oh. All the coaches that are here. No way. I'm going to twist this. Yeah. One of the anecdotes of the Kirk era, because Kirk followed in the heels of RG3 as the, oh, by the way, Shanahan insurance pick in the third round or fourth round? Fourth. fourth round, is that he, once he became the starter, he wanted to really put his shoulder into it because he's a hard worker, he's an overachiever. He wanted to watch film on Mondays, and they didn't have a room for him to watch film. The starting quarterback of their team. That's how half-assed and bullshit their whole operation was. So they created a little film room for him in what literally was a broom closet. Janitor's closet. Janitor's closet. And they allowed the Washington Post to take a picture of him in there when anyone in their right mind, any owner with a sense of, hey, this guy's a hard worker. Let's fucking give him the tools to work. Let's kick this person, the sales guy. You're out of this office. It's Kirk's now. I want to decorate. I want to trick down. I want a 70-inch TV. (laughs) Whatever he needs. Big, comfortable chair. They're like, oh, go sit in the broom closet. (laughs) And then when Kirk had success against them thinking, what a nerd this guy is. He doesn't get drunk like we do. That's another thing. The drinking Mm -hmm. with Snyder and his cohorts was a big problem throughout it all. They just grew more and more resentful 
almost the more success that he had. And because he couldn't deliver them a Super Bowl, because sports are hard and football's tough, they really resented it. And then when he said no to them, not once, not twice, three times on big deals, two of them under the franchise tag, they got really pissed and they traded him. Well, how about about what Bruce Allen did? When he had a news conference to try to embarrass him yeah. and, and said that they had offered him the second greatest amount of guaranteed money next to Andrew Luck and continued to call him through the news conference, Kurt. Kurt. That's right. Kurt. That's exactly. Right. Yeah. So he leaves and he's having great success now. Good for him. I'm happy <clears> for him. He bet on himself and he got out of a shitty situation. But at that point, that begat the rapid spiral of, oh, shit, who do we get? And so Alex Smith comes in, and as fate would have it, breaks his leg on the, what, eighth game of his career here? It's like the anniversary of the Theismann one, too. Right, it was exactly. Like, every bit is heinous. Yeah. Every right. bit is awful. Who then begat another bad idea in the form of Stewbeard, you know, Matt Fitzpatrick. <laughs> and then it begat another bad idea in the form of Carson Wentz. Yeah. You know, and so he's just spinning and spinning and spinning. All the while, the elements of his frat boy operation – with drinking and misogyny was coming to light. Yeah. And the wolves were out and they were closing in. Well, not only, and, and you, you left out the name change. Everybody thinks, oh, he suddenly got woke. No, 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 no. That's not what happened. He used the pandemic to try and cheat his partners out of their dividend. And so Fred Smith, the chairman of FedEx, said, huh. Really? Well, watch this. He said, if you don't change the name, we're going to drop our sponsorship. And are you listening, Nike and Pepsi? Yeah, right. Exactly. We'll start the exodus of your big dollar sponsors, and you'll really be hurting. So that's why they changed the name. And, you know, that's another thing that has, you know, I'm not saying it wasn't the right thing to do, but your fan base has nothing to identify with anymore. When he's finally out. Where will he rank in the broad scope of all shithead owners in professional sports in the four major leagues in the grand pantheon of it? Is he top 10, top five? Well, I mean, I think he's top five. You do? I, yeah, I don't. I mean, you, you know, there's Donald Sterling. You've got some guys. He's got some competition, mm-hmm. right. sadly. Sterling um, had a rotten, disgusting heart. Yeah. But he. And he was bad to the team as well. Yeah, I, he, he was a bad person. Bob Short was here, and he moved the team, the Senators. But that's going back a long way. Yeah. Okay. Um, who else could be considered one of the worst owners who was also, there Bob, for a long time? when Bob Short did that, it, the team people had stopped going to the to the to that stadium down there. Well, to, it, was, to, it wasn't long after the riots. That yeah. was part of it. It wasn't and, wasn't a great part of town to go mm-hmm. to. And and uh, I mean, people when Snyder got the the Redskins, mm-hmm. and there were. 90,000 people in that place. Yeah. No, he, you know, he, so. he, he got it, you know, that the, the honeymoon was still on because FedEx was only a couple of years old. And that was a dump from the day it was built. So he inherited. It's not like he built FedEx. He inherited right. it. And he, yeah. he, he did put some, some money into yeah, it. Escalators it, and some other stuff. But now it's a complete dump. Yeah. We got a Johnny leaking. Rockets. <laughs> yeah, we got a Johnny Rockets out of it. Hey, how about that? So I want to ask this question. Remember, Andy, when you ran by me the theory? That he was never actually a big fan of the team. Mm-hmm. That that was all part of a kind of a mythology about him that helped buy him some goodwill. Uh, I'm anxious to hear well, this. I, I, I was told this by Charlie Casserly. Uh, he said, he said, think about this. He said, we opened FedEx Field, or then uh, I guess it was Jack Ken Cook Stadium, yeah. 1997. He didn't get the team until 1999. 
Never even bought a pair of club seats. Never. When he could have. Could have. Oh, yeah, easily afforded it. And Because he was on his way financially with his burgeoning business interests. Yeah, you're such a big fan. Also, <laughs> right. also, I knew a guy at the gym who dated Snyder's sister when he was in college. And Snyder, I believe, was older than his sister, so he would have been in his 20s. And he had season tickets to RFK when it was hard to have tickets to mm-hmm. RFK. They were mm-hmm. fought over in wills and divorces and things like that. And he said he would invite Dan to go to the games all the time. Dan didn't want to go. Really? Mm-hmm. How about that? Interesting. So I think, I think he looked at it because I think he bought the team because he wanted to impress his father. His father was a fan. It was pretty clear. And I think, you know, it was a business. Ger- Gerald Snyder was a newspaper man. A freelance guy. They didn't, you know, they didn't have a lot of money growing up. He, uh, he, he struggled. And, uh, and Dan was a hustler. I mean, Dan went to college and he sold spring break trips and he started this magazine. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. he, he was a grinder to get, get things off the ground. And he failed a couple of times and he kept coming back. But as far as being this diehard fan, I remember we, we did an interview with him. You probably don't even remember. But it was, it was Snyder? Yeah, early in his tenure. And I never I, met him. Personally. I remember us doing an interview was with him. Was it a phoner? Mm-hmm. No, no. We were in person in a house in McLean. Remember that house? Yeah, it was a party that. Yeah, uh, it was a Tony and Mike. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I exactly. wasn't there for that. No, yeah. but you were here. I'm telling you, you were in the studio. So I didn't meet him once in yeah. the studio. Yeah, okay. and Bennett came in, the the GM, who you know, and, and, <laughs> and, and yeah, you wanted to show him his tie, his <laughs> nice Dan's tie, that sort of thing. Boy, he knew how to kiss his ass. But but. I, you know, and he was, he was, we didn't have anything prepared. He wasn't told what he was talking about. I asked him who, what players you liked growing up. The only two players he named were Sonny and Sam, who were already working, yeah. doing, doing the radio. Doing the radio. Thing. Wow. Come on. And, and he's, and he, <laughs> he, and he, and he happy Thanksgiving. And, and, he didn't say Frank, did he? No. And, and, <laughs> and, Frank was the kicker. <laughs> and, and Sam's last year was 1969. Yeah. Dan had to be like five. Yeah, then. there's no way. Yeah. Yeah. When we write our book, Andy. We're going to write a book about this. You know that. <laughs> well, we're going to share when, the profits of comes zero to, dollars. Comes to writing, I actually do it. Did it? You don't do it and ask for money to do it. <laughs> we're going to do this together. It's going to be a great book. I'm ready. I need the title. Oh shit! My yes, working title. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I I have two working titles. One would be the Belt Buckle Kid. I like that because Snyder, according to legend, grew up. With a belt buckle, redskin belt buckle, that he loved more than anything. Mm-hmm. The other one is, we'll always have Osaka. That's a good one. <laughs> the story of 20 years of Dan Snyder dysfunction in Washington. How about Washington. the subtitle on that? What? The, the, the belt buckle kid, we'll always have Osaka. Uh, okay, I think you need a, for a subhead. We're already fighting, by the way. Yeah, this I, know. This, I think for the subhead, it has to be story. more descriptive. The subhead has to be whatever we choose, the 20 years of dysfunction as seen up close by two radio guys or something like that. I don't know. We'll work well, on we it. Can, we, you know, nowadays, it's pretty easy to self-publish a book. So if you really want to do it, we can do it. And we would uh, have to promote it. Yeah. We'd have to go do radio appearances. That's fine. I think we'd do good radio appearances. You well, I, I think something like this, if we did it at a bookstore. It'd be timely, that. too, with him on the way out. Yeah. How quick could you do it? Not, not that quick. I mean, as it is, I'm, it's not an auspicious debut here today. <laughs> okay. For you Naki, guys. pipe down. If you want to be in the book, you need to just I'll write calm your forward. down. I'll write your forward for you. Look, Naki. Hey, Naki. I already wrote the title right here. Yeah. How hard can it be? Just another 200 pages. How many pages does it need to be? I don't know, but I did one to 300 with Len Shapiro, and Naki wrote a, wrote a uh, chapter, yeah. as did many, many others. Only one asked for a 
money and didn't do it. <laughs> Only one. I value my time. I knew I was worth more than zero. Excuse me for having high standards. You wrote a book of lists, Andy. I understand, but it took didn't time. Didn't write a book. You, you notice how he kept that out. He's like, I wrote a book, 300 pages. Didn't say list once in there. What is the number of all-time sold books of that uh, book of lists that you had? How many? How many did I sell? Yeah, no, yeah. We, we, I think we sold three or four thousand. Okay, that's not, not bad. Yeah, not that good. I mean, we, you know, okay. I think you had to sell like twenty thousand to make money. So. Okay, I'll do it as a vanity project, if nothing else, because I think you and I need it on record as this mm-hmm. incredibly. I, honestly, I think there's a market for it. I disgusting think guys... era is about to come to a close. Right. Right. Well, what we did, what Len and I did, was we had a lunch and we made a, a group of lists and what he would get and what I would get, and uh, we put it together. And it was. You guys got to get on it though, because next year the fighting Washingtonian. Amazons. Do you think they're going to change the name again? <laughs> the Amazonians. What do you think of that, Andy? I, I well, given how long the process is with copyright and everything, I don't know if you could do that. That that would. Uh. Takes time. It takes two years to they do it. They claim that, but they can always bend the rules on that. This is a new name. They could ditch this name. Do you like the name? No. Do you like the logo? No. Do you like the uniforms? No. no. Okay. Well, That's you're unanimous. Not, you're, like you're a uniform guy, Zed. You like them? As an expansion team, there's elements of it that I'm like, all right, I kind of like it. I, I agree. I hate the black though because you it's, didn't like the black. It's a Steelers. Yeah. It's a that looks bad. But, but the yeah, white looks good on black, TV. Though. It looks. I'm not saying it doesn't look good. You know, I'm not a. <clears throat> but there's just no connection whatsoever. Yeah. There's none. Yeah. And and even the colors, you know, the helmet is sort of burgundy. I think the satin burgundy helmet helmet looks pretty sweet as a color and as a texture. The taco holder W. Mm. Like, you know, you're, you're a letter. Your logo is a letter, and you're promoting the Washington part of it. Tanya like, designed it, from what I understand. Oh, really? Well, that explains <laughs> hey, a lot. I, hey, how about that? Hey, how <laughs> about that? Yeah, hey, where's my button? Exactly. Hey, how about that? All right, guys, this was the easiest, funnest hour plus, I think. No, about an hour, all told. Good. And we could have gone for a lot longer, but we gave people a good breeze through. And I do think it's going to be Bezos and Jay-Z. That'd be great. I do think they're going to build it at the RFK site. Agreed. I think it's going to be Super Bowl ready. I think it's going to be amazing. I'm not coming back as a fan. Ever? I made my, no, I made my choice. I made my choice. I'm not coming back. It would be cheesy to come back. But I do feel good for Commander fans who have stuck with it. I think you're going to enter an amazing era with a guy with infinity money, a guy that has got major cred in the culture, and it's going to be a place people are going to want to go. It's going to be right downtown. It's going to be fucking great. Now, maybe they can win some games. Maybe not. I agree with you. I mean, I, this is great news on so many fronts. Absolutely. You know, I mean, it's hard not to feel really positive. And you get the bad juju out of the, out <laughs> oh. of the mix, you know? That's oh, yeah. 25 years of disaster yeah. is what it is. Now, Bezos, nobody hears from him either. And you don't know if he's going to want to be hands-on. Um, yeah, but he's also not out there, you know, in terms of the way he runs Amazon. Yeah. I mean, obviously, everybody in the world knows who he is because he's worth $118 billion or yeah. whatever that number is. Yeah. But he's not a public figure. He's no. not, you know, so so my guess is he delegates. I think so. And right? I think, I think and that's, people were afraid when he bought the Post. And I think the consensus is they're, they're pretty happy with the way things run now. So. Well, you know what? The other, that's the other part, too. He bought the Post, and, he, and if you believe what you read, he bought it because... 
It's the post. It's not because it was making a shitload of money. It was it's losing. Not, it's not it, making money. Yeah, it's not at all. So newspapers it, are, are a, a dead business. It's you a know? living, breathing sort of art collection piece. So what that tells you is you appreciated the the, yeah. the historical part of it, and mm-hmm. that's to me that translates into this situation here. Can you can you regain that? Yeah. You know, can you? And if you what wonder, well, what will he be like as an owner after what we just walked you through <laughs> for an hour? <laughs> what are the odds he's worse? That's right. <laughs> Impossible. Yeah. All right. All right, we'll see you again soon. Thanks for coming. Thanks, Thanks Dave. Dave. Appreciate it. So what happens now? Is the food free or do we pay someone? Of course not. They send you a bill. Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like my bookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie.